This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, I'm Brandon Perna, host of That's Good Sports, a 10-minute-ish daily NFL comedy podcast. Have you ever wished for a crappy version of The Daily Show, but only about the NFL? Then, first and foremost, I implore you to dream much bigger. Secondly, I would recommend subscribing to That's Good Sports. Every weekday, I will be giving you NFL news, telling questionable jokes, and swearing just enough so you won't ever be able to listen with your kids in the room or car. I don't ask for a lot, but if you don't subscribe on iTunes, my wife said she will leave me. Thanks, and I look forward to putting my voice in your ear holes. What are you doing? Sorry, sorry, sorry. There's yeah. so much to talk about. Uh, I was... yeah. Are you enjoying Monday Night Football? Did you no, win your fantasy what... matchup yet? Yes, I did. Allen Robinson just caught a few passes. I'm golden. Okay. Bless up. I needed this win. Yeah, you did. Because I, I know you're not really necessarily a huge fan of Trubisky, but <laughs> so far so good for you on this one. All right, let's catch up. Let's definitely. catch up. We've got lots to go over today. Uh, you're Taylor Bashotti. I'm Taylor Bashotti. Yeah. You are Sam Patesh. I think I am. Yeah, I am. I am Sam Patesh. Last time I checked, you were. Yeah, I am. All right, Taylor. And you know who else we're going to talk about today? Please tell me. Daniel Jones. Oh, we so are. All right, what else are we I doing? Love There's it. a ton to get to, right? We've got Daniel Jones. We've got what is going on with Cam Newton. Oof. What's going on with this Monday Night Football game? Yeah. We have yay or nay. We certainly have yay or nay. And we're hitting, I'm sorry, we're hitting your Ravens-Chiefs game. I can't I'm get away. I'm sliding that in at the end. I can't get away from your Ravens. They're just dominating this football season, and we're going to talk about them again. Not Sunday. And I think you want to send somebody on the struggle bus, which is fun. We're I gonna, do. We're going to try something new. We had Miami on the struggle bus last week. Oh, man. They haven't gotten off the struggle bus. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Miami? No. I mean, they were in that game. That was cute, right? 10-6 against the Cowboys. It was was adorable for a moment. But, okay, so let's catch up. A ton to do, as you just laid out. Now, Taylor, I think we got to start with what I'm considering the story of Sunday, the story of week three. Daniel Jones, we talked about it. We were very excited last week to see him. I think we were being a little nice and a little generous to consider that he was going to win. But I, I don't, didn't I don't, necessarily. I don't even think that it was more. I, I don't think our discussion was based off of like a win or a lose. It was more of is it time for Daniel Jones to go in there? And I think and we, we were both, both excited. We were both Absolutely. excited. But what I want to know is now that we've seen it and there really is a win associated with it, and we actually the saw Daniel the Jones era has officially begun in New York. So what what did you think overall? Saquon Barkley left the game in the first quarter with an ankle injury. The best player on the Giants team is not there. Not only the Giants team, the Giants offense. The best player on the Giants offense is not there. Daniel Jones still manages to come back from an 18-point deficit. 28-10 to 10 at, I mean, that game was over it at was, halftime. It's the biggest comeback in Giants history before 1970, which is modern, when they started. Yeah, yes. Modern, realistic history. How about this? Eli Manning had been in that situation 44 times, down 18 points or more. 
You know how many games he won? Zero. None. Zero. Daniel Jones has one start. He's trailing 28-10. He doesn't have Saquon Barkley, their best player by far. Sam's laughing at me because I'm still eating popcorn, but I'm covering my mic so you guys don't have to hear it. And he somehow wins the game. What kind of popcorn is this? Kettle corn. Didn't I bring you snacks? Can we explain what our prep was today? This was, I, I, I'm sorry, but we're going to just take a, a quick turn right now to explain that I showed up at the salon where we considered, by the way, recording this, which I thought would have been really fun. I did had the game on there. It would have been great. Instead, we made it a prep session, which was equally fun. But I brought ample snacks. You did. You just came barreling in. I had tortilla chips, banana chips, chocolate chip, chocolate cookies. chip cookies, and coconut water, which, by the way, I think we should ask people right now. Who listening to us, Taylor, will you ask them, has not heard or drank coconut water? No, of course I You said you really hadn't, right? I've never drank it, but I had heard of coconut water, of course. I just had never really tasted it, and it tastes delicious. Yeah, I brought you some coconut water for prep. All right, but what we were really prepping for, as you were saying, <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. I just thought it was too hilarious because the snacks between the popcorn, the tortilla chips, I'm sorry, I'm the sorry. banana chips, pillar of health over here, okay? And the coconut water is pretty spectacular. So, Daniel Jones, you were impressed. I was very impressed. I think everybody was impressed. And it was exactly what we had been discussing that we wanted to see. Something needed to change in New York. And not only did they establish him as their franchise quarterback, but they've gotten the entire team pumped up. You could sense there was a belief through that game, despite them trailing. Despite Saquon Barkley going out, he's out win. for four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. How about the play Evan Ingram made down the sideline? Yeah. He finally looks like the tight end they thought they got three years ago. That is an inspired He bunch. brought Sterling Shepard into the game? No doubt. And, of course, what ends up being the game-winning touchdown, fourth and five, for him to hike that ball confidently, look at what's staring at him in the middle of the field, and absolutely split the defense into the end zone, I was stunned. Now, what do you think of this, Taylor? I'm going to ask you. Had that performance been exactly what it was from Daniel Jones, yet after Jameis Winston hits Evans yet again for a big play against that awful Mike Giants Evans defense. Mike Evans went off. Off. I mean, that is the Mike Evans of old. If Gay converts on the field goal there for Bruce Arians and the Giants lose that game, do you think Daniel Jones is necessarily the story that he is for you and me? Do you think that's the yes. first thing that we're hitting today? Yes. I think I disagree with you. You think that simply because they won that that's the story? I think Kyler Murray he was He came a, back from an 18-point deficit. I think Kyler Murray was a special Eli Manning story has week never one, done that. And they tied the game. Yeah, but, they, but here's the thing. If he had come back from the 18-point deficit but lost, it wouldn't have been part of the statistic for us. It would have just been another loss. It would have been a great performance. It would have been up there with Kyler Murray's tie. But I think the win, I'm so happy. What I'm basically saying to you is I'm thrilled that Tampa's kick was wide. Yeah. And that we get to talk about it as a win. Yeah. Especially for a Giants team that That's doesn't been... win very often, right. right? Right. I thought that made it to me that crowned the moment. I needed the W and we got it. I was there with the Giants best part, fans. The best part was watching Saquon in his crutches and his little wrap wrapped foot, ankle, whatever it was, just Crutching across the field. Him hobbling over to celebrate was so funny. And how involved was he on the sidelines? That it was, was great. Amazing. But like you called it, you said they looked like an inspired group. There was definitely a new spark to the Giants. And I, and I think the Giants are just 
the league is so much more interesting when the Giants are involved. Also, the NFC East isn't just about the Cowboys and the Eagles. Now the Giants maybe are going to make things interesting. I, look, it blew me away. It blew you away. We were texting each other like crazy. And when the kick missed, I don't root for the Giants often, but I was rooting for that kick yeah. to go wide so that Daniel Jones could truly get that win. I saw somebody that was tweeting that interviewed him after, and they said that they had spoken to a bunch of his previous coaches and – friends and whatnot and they said that he's somebody that never really gets too high or too low and what a great quality to have in a quarterback where he was still very even keel even after winning that game he was extremely even the entire game and he's kind of got that calm and cool attitude like Eli Manning does like Joe Flat. I mean a lot of yeah, quarterbacks no, have right. it, there's a know? lot of guys who just keep that even keel obviously he's an Eagles fan I remember Nick Foles through that run never really up and down at all and that's what it takes. I think the great ones really have that. All right. Before we move to your game. Yeah, I'm calling it your game because it was not only the game of the weekend heading in. I think it lived up to everything we wanted it to be. But I got to ask you about the Ravens and Chiefs game. Now, of course, my favorite part about Sunday is you've now jinxed both of us back to back weeks, Taylor. You texted me fly Eagles fly after the Eagles had taken the lead against the Falcons before that little fourth and three play where Julio Jones ran the ball 80 yards into the end zone to just put a dagger into the Eagles. Then this week, six nothing Ravens, you text me. I really think we should record tonight if the we don't Ravens need to talk about beat it. the Chiefs. Now, please tell me overall, I want your wave of emotion through this game. Ravens and Chiefs, Lamar versus Mahomes, an epic battle all the way through, but give me your overall impressions after seeing your Ravens against the Chiefs. Uh, Obviously, it was very disappointing. I think that Lamar still had a good game. I think that if what they could have kept, the Ravens could have kept the game plan that they had in the second half of the game. Had they started with that in mind. And yeah, had they been right. running the ball more because Ingram was... Oh, he was, he was your best player. Yeah. I mean, he was the Ravens' best player on Sunday, without a doubt. Although, although, certainly the highlight of the game to me was the Lamar shimmy shake touchdown <laughs> yeah. before the failed two-point conversion he, that could have cut it to three. The commentator said he's a human highlight reel, which... He really is. And, of course, he's playing against the guy who is definitely that mm-hmm. because Mahomes is also a human highlight reel yet it I also Lamar, made me feel like we are definitely going to see these two teams again they will be playing again this year I a think. little foreshadowing yeah I, no doubt right now i mean what do you think the the three best teams in the afc without a doubt are patriots chiefs ravens i still think so i mean in a way that ravens loss didn't take much away from what i thought of them at all if anything there's more i also you know this Mark Andrews was not really feeling great heading into the game. Yeah. I think he was sick heading into the game. I think he played under the weather. Yeah, he had missed practice two, two and, days. Of and the Hollywood, as much as the Chiefs' defense is much maligned, I think you could tell that, that was part of their game plan, clearly was taking him out of the game. But, Taylor, are you surprised with what you've seen from Lamar? I know that you saw Lamar last year, and he led the Ravens to the playoffs. No, I'm incredibly surprised. But are you surprised with the the level at which he's playing this season? The level at which he's playing, the development. He's he's a completely – he looks like a completely different quarterback from last year to this year. I'm stunned with his He was almost a one-trick pony last year where once he felt pressure, once he felt like he was having defenders coming at him – the only, the only thing that looked like that 
the only option that he felt like he had was to just run. Get out of there. Get out, scramble. Get out of there. And he's gotten away with that his entire career before then. And so when the Chargers, for example, got a chance to play them twice, they knew exactly what he was going to do. The way that he developed this offseason, I don't know if I thought it was possible for him to all of a sudden have this pocket presence, have the ability to, like you said, go through all his progressions, stand there in the pocket rather than getting flustered and scrambling. I just see him dissecting the field. Also, his accuracy was something that people always kind of knocked him for, said that, you know, he doesn't have any accuracy. His accuracy has been incredible thus far. He is, to me, the most electric player in football this year. And to see him on the field against Mahomes, who clearly was the story of last year, despite the loss, it stood out to me more than ever to see them going toe-to-toe. That essentially was the Rams-Chiefs game from last year on Monday Night Football. I think we got that in this Ravens-Chiefs game. It's just a shame that it was an early game on Sunday. It wasn't necessarily a primetime game, but I thought it lived up to everything we wanted it to be. Let's touch on some of the coaching in some of these games, too. I didn't really necessarily agree with the two-point conversions. And, you know, once you miss one, then you're chasing him. You know, that's the shame of it is that when you miss one, then all of a sudden you're chasing. Well, we could have had a point with the extra point here. And then if you miss another one, all of a sudden now you're really down a score that you shouldn't be. Freddie Kitchen's decision last night. I don't think anybody understands that. Do you want to just jump to that or should we? Okay, before we go to that, because I I definitely want to go there with you. And I know you're chomping at the bit for that. But first of all, have we sent enough of you to sports.axios.com? I've said it numerous times. It's where Taylor and I get all of this information. Sports.axios, A-X-I-O-S.com. There are countless ways to keep up on what's happening in the world of sports, but how are you going to read every great article? How are you going to watch every highlight without losing time in your busy day? Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is impossible. Now, go to Axios Sports. Each morning, you'll see the best stories from around the sports world, from the NBA and NFL to niche sports like cricket and ping pong, an email newsletter highlighting the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. Super simple to sign up, sports.axios.com. Join the hundreds of thousands of sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. A free curated sports content delivered directly to you. Do yourself and your time a favor. Sign up for the Axios Sports Newsletter for free. Sports.axios.com. A-X-I-O-S. Sports.axios.com. Try it for free at sports.axios.com. All right. You mentioned Freddie Kitchens. This is going to be a fun one for us. Sunday Night Football came down to one possession, but there was a lot that happened before that final drive. And before Taylor, we get into coaching, hold on, before please, we get into yes. coaching, let's do our other big takeaways from that game. Okay. And I think that some of the things that you asked me when I, we were sitting in the hair salon. That was exciting. I like that. Salon yeah. chat. Absolutely. What were some of the biggest standouts to me from that game? And I think that the Rams defense stood out to me a tremendous amount. They have improved so much since last year, and they almost seem like the stronger part of their team than even the offense. Which we would not have said last year. No. And they had a tremendous defense last year, but you would not have singled it out over the offense. I just mentioned that Chiefs and Rams game, which was obviously so much offense. It was the highest scoring game of the year. Correct. But but what you saw last night, Aaron Donald gets his first sack, and the defense really didn't allow the Browns to do anything they wanted to do at home. Baker looked like he couldn't do a thing. 
Uh, he really and couldn't when he wanted to. But no, please. So keep. I think it's the Rams' defense was very impressive. I think that Cooper Cup and Jared Goff were connecting better than ever, which we expected that to happen. Yeah, he missed once him. Cooper he missed Cup, him. No doubt the, the Cooper Goff Cup was healthy. Missed Cup last season, and and you saw last night he was finding Cup and firing darts. And you can tell that Cup is another manager on the field for Goff. And he's so comfortable with him. And he is his go-to target. And Cup kind of helps orchestrate the entire offense. You can tell. And you can tell. And he knows where to find the soft pockets in the defense. And he knows where Goff's going to be looking for him. That relationship, you can tell, runs very deep. All right. Now I'm going to take you to Hold on. Let's go back to one more thing on this game. Yes, please. Give it to me. The Browns. If you're a Browns fan, do not be disappointed by that performance. What? Yes, their what? secondary, basically the One entire Browns, the entire Browns secondary was injured last night. They were not in the game. They're injured. They're beaten up, and they still had a good performance. Yes, you're right. To hold the Rams to 20 points is a pretty good performance. It was a close overall, game overall, and they did not. The Rams did not have a high flying offense. I, I think the Rams were a lot different. With you know, I think Gurley this year is probably operating at about 75%. That's yeah, what it he, feels he, like to me. It was his best game so far. I thought the Browns, you're right, in the absence, I, I believe every single one of their every DBs single was one on of the injury list. So that's not how you want to enter a game against the Rams with Woods and Cooks and Cup, as we discussed. But impressive performance, but we have to go because the difference in the game in the end was coaching. Was coaching. You said it. We're sitting there at the salon sharing coconut water, and you said it. What was Freddie Kitchens thinking? Taylor, tell me, please, what fourth and nine was. A fourth and nine? Fourth Ran and nine. the ball. Not even, I mean, it's one thing to run the ball. Perhaps you could have used an interesting stunt between Chubb, maybe something out of Baker. How about an end around for Jarvis Landry? I mean, the amount of things you could have done. They've got a seven-foot-tall tight end. I mean, just anything that you want to do other than a draw. draw. Up the middle. What are the chances there? How does and and you said this? How about what Freddie Kitchen said after the game? Well, everybody was wondering what could have possibly, what could have possibly gone on. There's no way that he would have actually called that play. There has to be a mistake. Some people were saying, oh, he tried to challenge the previous play, and the ref had told him no, and so he was confused, and then the play just went on. Some people said he still thought it was third down. So then in the post-game press conference, you know, people are asking, the reporters are asking them, Freddie, what, Freddie, what happened? Did you intentionally call that play? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Of course. That's what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to do. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And how did you like the play calling at the end of the game, Taylor, when you've got first and goal at about the five-yard line? And you've got Baker, and you've got Jarvis, oh, and you've God. got Odell, and you've got the seven-foot tight end yeah, that's uh. in for Njoku. And you've even got Chubb, who can, who can catch the ball as well out of the backfield. Um, they did throw the ball three times and, and again on fourth down. And how would you like Freddie's answer when they asked him after the game? So, Freddie, uh, you think maybe you want to run <laughs> at, at the five-yard line at some point, maybe? And his answer immediately, yeah, we should have run the ball. Yep, yeah, we definitely yeah, probably should run it. I sort of love Freddie Kitchens. This, For the these, honesty? Yeah, the, this unbridled honesty from him. But 
at the same time, these answers. I will say that Baker didn't look his normal self. Baker usually is a quarterback that finds a way to get out of certain situations and finds a way to win or at least carry his team. Well, and he, he looked like he he wasn't running. He wasn't going through his progressions. I don't know what was going on. There were receivers that were open at certain times, and he just wasn't. I, I don't know what it was. He did not look like his normal self last night. There's something timid going on there. There, there's something in the offense that's not quite clicking for the Browns quite yet, and I imagine at some point we will see them operating and firing on all cylinders, but it did not happen last night. Goff throws Do the you think that it's something that can happen this year? Do you think that they're a playoff team? Here's why I do, and I want your opinion on this. Here's why I do. Do I think they're a playoff team? I think it's questionable. I, I did have the Browns as a playoff team. Of course, I also have the Jets as a playoff team. Not looking great right now, but... I wasn't impressed with the Browns at the beginning of last year. Then Baker comes in. Hugh and Todd Haley are let go. Greg Williams comes in to be the head coach. Kitchens is the offensive coordinator. You know, that wasn't a situation that was set up for success. And yet they found success mm -hmm. within that chaos. I think they can do the same thing again. I think they're the kind of team that enjoys rallying around each other. What do you think? I agree. I, I don't think that, again, I, I right after week one, I said, this isn't indicative of who they are as a team. Then we saw them bounce back week two. I don't know what happened week three, other than the fact that they are the end. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl last year. The Rams are one of the best teams in the league. and It's a tough test. There's it is no a tough doubt test, that that was going to be a tough test for them. All in all, I took a lot of weird things away from that game. And also, I didn't think Jared looked great. So if we're talking about quarterbacks from that game, Jared didn't look very good either. And you saw... McVeigh really getting mad at him on the sidelines. No, it was uh, that that was interesting. All right, now one other thing I know you wanted to hit on Taylor, and, and we got to do this because I want to get to the struggle bus, and we still got to hit Yerne on the way out. But uh, Cam Newton, I say Cam Newton, even though you didn't see a lot of him on Sunday because he didn't play. But yeah. Kyle Allen for the Panthers comes in, throws four touchdown passes. It was the week of rookie, or it, it was the week of strange quarterback situations, yes. no doubt about it. And I, I'm imagining that you were impressed with Kyle Allen. What do you think of the Panthers and that offense with Kyle Allen in there instead of Cam Newton? I think it just shows how injured Cam Newton really is. Not only has he not been able to run the ball this year, he has negative two. And which is so uncanny. Rushing yards. I, yeah, I, I don't understand that. Negative two. Although Kyle matched him with negative one, so apparently they've been teaching that well. Uh, I don't know, but that's Cam's strength right there. No doubt. And now he's his out. mobility. And he's out and again. We're not going to see him again. He was out last year with a shoulder injury, so he can't run. He can't throw a deep ball. Some things, it's either, obviously his ankle is injured right now, but does this mean that his shoulder is still injured? Because if his ankle was injured and he knew it was injured the first two games that he played, then why wouldn't he be trying to throw deep balls? It's strange to me. It and that makes good. me think that there is something a little bit wrong with I'm gonna shoulder. Save, I'm going to save the rest of this for yay or nay because I want to get a definitive answer from you on this. So I'm going to put a pin on Cam Newton right now. I, I'm not feeling great about Cam Newton's future. But how on earth have the... I think Kyle Allen could be the answer for the weapons on this team and I still see the Panthers as a team that can contend and flat out win this NFC South. I, I think really of think the Saints happen. as the team that can win the I know, NFC South. I know South. That you do and we're going to get into the that. The fact that Okay. But I want to hit the struggle bus very soon. But, of course, I got I to gotta show you something. My face, by the way, I look like a little baby today. Okay, I look like a 12-year-old. My, my face is not shaved like it normally is, and I have a story to tell you right after this. Now, normally I shave, of course, with Harry's razors. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire, harrys.com slash bluewire. And why should you try Harry's razors? 
Harry's founders were just a couple of regular dudes who were tired of getting ripped off and paying for overpriced razors. Harry's makes quality, durable blades at a fair price. Two bucks a blade. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Refresh your wallet and your face with a Harry's trial set. It comes with a weighted ergonomic handle for an easy grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade for a close shave. You've got rich, lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great. And you're going to get a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Listeners of Let's Catch Up can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your trial set and let them know that Let's Catch Up sent you there and support our little show. I went in for wow, a haircut just... this weekend. And how about this? Guy had a cool razor going around my head. And all of a sudden, this has never happened to me before. He just started shaving my entire face with the razor from my head before I could even say was anything. Was it a Harry's razor? It was not. Okay. My face was asking a lot of questions, but it's why I look like a 12-year-old today when I normally look like about a 16 to 18-year-old. So it's, it's interesting. Oh. It took away my little 5 o'clock shadow because I was sort of surprised Sam, stunned I think you in the barber chair. Well, thank you very much. You Taylor. can pull I off any look, it. but I just watched Cleo Mack single-handedly. Did he just destroy? Keenum. Okay, that is exciting. I do my favorite part about the Bears, no doubt, is Popped that anything ball right they now. do. But anyway, I want to go back to the defense. Saints. Okay, you're going, going to the back Saints. to the Saints because Please I want do. to say that get it. NFC I, South, which is the division we can't figure out. Breeze was going to be out. I was questioning whether or not this team. Obviously, this is such a weird division right now. What is going we on? We don't know what the heck is going on. I mean, what, the what Falcons, the, they bounced back week two, then looked bad again. Uh, the and Bucks then, should have won the game against the Giants. They should be two and one. Yeah. And then we've got the Saints, who everybody thought, okay, how can the Saints stay in the game with Drew Brees out? Oh, don't worry about it. They went in and beat the Seahawks. In Seattle, Teddy Bridgewater looked like he hadn't missed any time. He looked like the starting quarterback of the, of the Vikings from a few years mm -hmm. back. That was in Kamara looks like the best back in all of football, which we that know wasn't was at that, least that up wasn't there. That too wasn't too surprising. But surprising was what they put on the Seahawks. I was stunned. A couple of mistakes by the Seahawks, clearly, but I did not see that coming at all. The NFC South, I'm still going to stick with the Panthers and Kyle Allen. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm, saying I'm sticking with the my Panthers Saints. Panthers and Kyle Allen, I think you're feeling like you're in a good spot because they're going to get Breeze back at some point. But you wanted to do this, and I have to let you do it. The struggle bus... You wanted to crown a few people and let them ride the struggle bus for so this week. Just want to let everybody know Miami has not gotten off the struggle bus. Oh, um, not even close. But I have a new struggle struggle bus team, and it's going to be the Steelers. You know, it's it's shocking that coming into the season, I never would have thought we'd be I talking never about the thought Steelers this. on the struggle bus. But Owen three, Mason Rudolph, who looked okay. They couldn't beat the Niners, who turned the ball over one, two, yeah. three, four, five, five times. times, Taylor. That's okay, a but struggle. just listen to this. If the Steelers don't beat the Bengals this week, they get the Ravens and the Chargers next. They could be 0-6 to start the season. It's bad, and we're going to see them on Monday Night Football next week. And I feel awful, because if you're a Steelers fan three years ago— Ben, Labian, and AB are leading your team to what you think is going to be a Super Bowl run. And now fast forward the clock, and you've got Mason Rudolph, Juju, who we love, and yeah, James Yeah, Juju Connor. came back into the game uh, this week, so he 
I think he was looks back to his like old self. The number one. He's truly ready to embrace that role. But I think you're right I on still, the struggle bus. I still think that he plays better and Juju is better as the number two receiver. That's that's fine. Of course, he's got that protection. All right. Your struggle bus is the Steelers. I'm going to give it real quick to the entire Eagles receiving core without Nelson Aguilar and Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, seven dropped passes, including a fourth and 15 at the end of the game, which is in the hands. Went scrambles and hits J.J. Arthago-Whiteside in the hands at the goal line. And now the entire narrative of the Eagles season is that they are on the struggle bus. But I want to differentiate here and say that as much as Carson Wentz is catching heat here, I, I think he I also had one more his, week sticking up. His top two receivers out. No, no. I'm sorry. Alshon, no Alshon Jeffrey, Jeffrey, no Deshaun and Jackson, no Deshaun, and Aguilar, who's and Aguilar catching the ball, but is a great receiver, but you're still without your top two targets. And Aguilar fumbled, so that's that's brutal. Dallas Goddard, who maybe was not going to play in the game, drops a sure thing of a touchdown pass. I'm worried, and I'm sure we'll talk later this week. Thursday night against the Packers, I'm not feeling great about that. But, Taylor, it is that time. It is my favorite nay time. Nay. Stand up Every for it. Every time we get together, this I have to stand up and talk to the crowd on this one. It is time for yay or nays. And Taylor, this week we have an incredible slate. I'm starting off with one that is near and dear to you. And the game works like this, Taylor. I make a definitive statement, or you do. And we pretty much ask whether it's yay or nay. Is it going to happen or not? All right. The Chiefs and Ravens, Taylor, will play again this season. Yay or nay? Yay. So you think that's a playoff matchup for sure. Mm-hmm. AFC Championship or Divisional or what? We don't have to do Doesn't matter. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't good. matter. Good answer. All right, give me one. What do you got? Eagles have a Carson Wentz problem. Okay, I, I'm going to say nay here just for a lot of what I just said here. I'm willing to say that Carson Wentz is doing everything he can. They've got injuries on the offensive line, injuries to the receivers like we just said. All right, I'm teeing you up here. The Patriots will not lose a game this season. Yay or nay, Taylor? I, I could go with yay. You're going yay, yay. all the way. 16-0. Maybe all the, all the way? You feeling 19-0? <laughs> yeah. Okay. 19-0. There we go. All right. Saints are a playoff team despite loss of Drew Brees. I'm going to say you know I'm going to say nay. I'm going to say nay because I'm going to believe in Kyle Allen and the Panthers. I'm going with that. And so in, if that's the case, the Brees and the Saints, they're out. I'm, I'm going nay on that. All right. How about this? Uh, Josh Allen is better than Baker and Darnold. Yay or nay? Nay, you can't just say better in terms of what the strength of his arm in terms of it's fair. You got it. It's fair. It's fair. I know that I love the the leadership that Baker has. There's different qualities in each one of those quarterbacks. So Donald's got a real calm demeanor. All right. You're you're going nay on that one. Okay. I can understand. All right. What do you got for me? Colts will win the AFC South without Andrew Luck. Ooh, this is one I know we're going to be split on. I'm going to say nay on the Colts. And Brissett played very well on Sunday. But I believe still in the Houston Texans, I think they're going to take that division. You. I think the Colts are going to still win the division or at least make it to the playoffs because there is no team that would have been able to handle this and a better team for Jacoby Brissett to be around and surrounded by when he does take over for Andrew Luck because of the off, their offensive line, because of their weapons on offense, because of the receivers, their running back, the whole the whole nine yards. And obviously they've got a very strong defense. Look, Mac, T.Y. Hilton, you know I believe in Frank Reich, and Ballard's put together a hell of a unit for them. Nelson on the line, Darius Leonard. I mean, they have definitely put together a strong squad. I think you're right on that. Okay, how about this one? 
Uh, Gardner Minshew has the best My active favorite. mustache in the NFL. The best Yay. active mustache, yeah or nay? Minshew. <laughs> I like that. Okay, yeah, you're going with yay on that one. All right, what do you got for me here? The Packers will be 4-0 and Thursday night. Oh, man. You know who the Packers okay, yeah. play Thursday night. <laughs> okay. This one hurts. And, you know, with my heart, I want to say nay. But I'm sorry. I'm going to say yay. The Packers look very much on their way to 4-0. and There's nothing the Eagles showed in anything they've done this season, whether they were healthy or not, that says they can beat the Packers in Green Bay. All right. We're finishing with this one. You're going to like it a lot, Taylor. You're going to like this one a lot. Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> Stop it. is the I'm best blushing. quarterback in the NFC West, yay or nay. Come on. I'm just going to go yay. You're going yay. Okay, okay. Yay. Look, there's certainly an argument you know, to be made. You know that. 3-0, and but obviously I'm Goff a little biased. and the Rams are also 3-0. and Russell Wilson suffers his first defeat Jimmy on Garoppolo Sunday. is still undefeated as a starter, okay? Gar- look, I will give it to you. Garoppolo and the Niners. This has nothing to do with the fact that he's very handsome. Very easy on the eyes. He's, uh, yeah, you know, in fact, yeah. I, I had a few people that were over watching games on Sunday. And they did they tell like, you that you looked that? just like him? They did. It was interesting, especially because my face was yeah, so I, I shit, see right? it. Do you I see a little see bit? There's like a little Jimmy no, here? No, I don't see it. No. Okay, that's all right, Taylor. I, look, I see it. That's what matters, right? Uh, Taylor, let's catch up. Let's catch up. We'll be catching up again on Thursday. Uh, yeah, we will. Do you have any more popcorn? Yeah, yeah. I've been eating it this whole uh, time yeah. and covering the mic. Uh, I appreciate that, though. I do. Thanks. Remember to uh, tweet us, Instagram us, please. Facebook. Please. Message please. us. Tell us what you guys want us to talk about. They always help, and it keeps us keeps us on topic. Top <laughs> yeah, a little bit, although I'm going to get this coconut water right now, so that's outstanding. All right, let's catch up. That was fun. Let's catch up.